Jigs and Bigs is proud to announce we're being supported by Old Glory Outdoors. They're a veteran-owned company that carries fishing and hunting gear. Plus, they're highly active in supporting veteran organizations and charities. Old Glory is an authorized dealer of favorite rods, FX rods, Guggenbaits, X-Zone Lures, Sixth Sense, and many more. There's a brick-and-mortar store located in East Brookfield, Massachusetts, but you can also order online at oldgloryoutdoors.com. They ship anywhere in the lower 48 states or order online and pick up at the store. When you order, use the promo code JIGSANDBIGS and you'll save 10% off your complete order. Plus, you'll help support the show. Make sure to check out the apparel line called OGO Gear while you're there. Old Glory Outdoors believes in the slogan, start them young, to keep kids away from screens and enjoying nature. They've got a full array of live bait too. Check out oldgloryoutdoors.com and use the promo code JIGSANDBIGS, save some money, and gear up now. Guys, Bobby Roast Beef here. It is Jigs and Bigs. It is uh, the beginning of a new week. It's Tuesday. Go ahead and, uh, you know, get excited because we've got one hell of an episode for you to, uh, today. Well, this week. Anyway, let, let's get right into it. I got to tell you. So there's a few things going on in this episode that are pretty awesome. First off, we have the second installment in the Sean the Fisherman Dude Bud series. That's coming up for you after our break. We've got a little announcement coming up in just a few minutes, actually, about a really, really amazing event happening this weekend uh, uh, in two different locations, actually, in Spencer and in Sturbridge, I believe. It's a, a women's fishing meetup. It's uh, being organized by Women of the Outdoors. Uh, they're over at WotoUSA.org. You can check out more about their uh, their their organization and uh, what they're doing for for women in the outdoors, uh, as far as hunting and fishing. And uh, I gotta tell you, if if you're out there and you're looking to get on some trout, this would probably be a really great event to go and check out. So check out WotoUSA.org for more information. I've got Phyllis Rowe coming up. She is the uh, the chairperson of Wodo, and uh, we'll be talking about what's going on as far as how this organization has been growing all over the country to kind of empower and inspire women to get into the outdoors and kind of reclaim their own relationship with nature. Really, really great stuff. What else do we have? Oh, we've got an amazing interview this week. An interview with a, uh, well, a little bit of a backstory. I was actually listening to one of my favorite uh, fishing podcasts, and I heard about a company called Dark Horse Tackle. And what Dark Horse Tackle does, essentially, it's like a subscription box of tackle that you can receive. Is that, like, new and amazing? There's lots of those out there. But what makes this so unique is that this this subscription service box focuses 100% on domestically made boutique and craft you know, handcrafted custom tackle, basically. So this is not your typical run-of-the-mill, you can go get it at Bass Pro or Dick's or, or wherever you, you shop for your tackle, your big box store. This isn't that kind of stuff. This is more about uh, getting, you know, 
know, and, and, and touching base with these these tackle designers and, and, and manufacturers that are working in basements and garages to, to make stuff that they know works. I mean, some of this is some of the best tackle you can get your hands on. And what's cool is you can get into the subscription service and try it out. So I've got Jason White, who is uh, director of operations over at Dark Horse Tackle. We're going to talk about how he likes to fish and all the particulars. And you know the the general sort of interview that we set up over there. But on top of that discussion, we're also going to talk a little bit more about Dark Horse and what they're doing differently. And uh, I, I think I think you're really going to like it. I'm looking forward to doing some stuff with Dark Horse Tackle myself and uh, experimenting a lot. I'm one of those anglers. I like to get out there and experiment with with the gear that I'm throwing. I like to I like to challenge myself in new ways. If I see that they're biting, I like to test and see. You know, based on on that, uh, how, how, how I can change up the game a little bit. I, I really, really enjoy that, and I, I think uh, I'm not alone in that. So this is a great, great you know, um, sort of service to check out if you want to diversify your monthly usage of gear that's out there. And it's pretty cool. It also is a great way to introduce yourself to some companies that are really small that you may have not come across on your own. And if it weren't for Dark Horse, you may never come across them. So definitely something to to consider and check out and, you know, throw throw that around. But that that interview is coming up. And I, I just got to I got to tell you guys, I have been on on the struggle bus when it comes to fishing this week. I've been on and off uh, the phone a number of times with Sean the Fisherman. Uh, you know, I mean, he's been fishing less. He's, uh, you know, he's, he's, he's an overachiever, of course, and back in school and, you know, making that happen. But I haven't been getting out on the water nearly as often as I had over the summer. And as we transition into fall now, I am 100% on the struggle bus. Last week, I caught one tiny largemouth, uh, and I've been fishing a very pressured water. Uh, for a while but uh you know i mean normally i can get some kind of a bite over over in these spots and, and i am just oh it is not good so i'm hoping to change things around a little bit and hoping that things kind of pick up as as we get further into the fall transition and things stop being so like iffy back and forth with temperature and all that so i'm hoping to see see a change there uh we've got a, a bunch of really really great great things coming up a lot of new people have been uh picking up some merch uh, uh, which is amazing. Thank you so much. If you're looking for Jigs and Bigs gear, you can get it over at jigsandbigs.com. We uh, right now we're we're producing all of our merch through a, uh, a company called Bonfire, and uh, basically every time an order gets placed, it's in a window of a batch of of stuff that will get produced and then shipped out. So within seven days, your uh, order will be processed and sent out to. But we got hats and hoodies. We've got T-shirts, a couple of different designs. Uh, go over there, check it out. Uh, good stuff. We are working. Working on a different store uh, and adding some other stuff as we go to launch a different store. But uh, in the meantime, if you want to get some OG Jigs and Big stuff and represent a little bit, go and check that out. Uh, do want to mention one thing that uh, today is uh, I'm recording this right now. It's uh, the 28th of September, which means October is uh, coming around the corner. And it's it's Thursday, actually. Thursday is October 1st, and it's the official kickoff of the Chronic Trips virtual online fishing tournament. You're going to want to join now. It's easy to do. Download the Fish Donkey app. You can sign up and uh, and get yourself entered in there and uh, enjoy some of this fall fan, fan, uh, this fall transition fishing that we've got going on. You can uh, win some great prizes and have a lot of fun. You know, we've, we've heard from some participants, uh, mainly in the last one in August, and they've had an amazing time with it. Uh, a lot of, a lot of folks have 
have have never fished competitively before, and this is definitely an interesting and fun way to kind of do that and 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 ramp things up. So, starting actually next Tuesday, we'll start with our uh, our our updates as to how the tournament's going and what's what's shaking for all that. Also, want to mention nice and early, folks, that uh, if you're not aware, some of the things that Jigs and Bigs is doing right now uh, that are a pretty great little resource. First off, one of the things, and this definitely helps out if you're in our neck of the woods in the uh, western Massachusetts area, but if you're not aware, we have a Jigs and Bigs uh, online fishing report for western Massachusetts. The only uh, outlet where you can get that kind of information, actually, is right over at jigsandbigs.com. Check it out. It's updated every single week. Uh, we post it about midweek, usually Wednesday night or Thursday, and it'll uh, show up ready for you to uh, kind of plan your weekend outing. And it's pretty great. We've aligned with a lot of uh, in, uh, with a lot of fishing pros, and we're talking a lot of the tackle outfitters that are local in here. One of those, of course, is Old Glory Outdoors, our favorite spot to get our tackle from. But we've also got some of the folks that are connected in there. See, these are folks that we refer to as jig heads. Uh, these are folks that are out there fishing in the waters that we fish regularly, and they know their stuff. So we've got a nice little pool of folks that are giving us some information about uh, different areas, hot spots, if you will, where uh, where you can get out there and get on them and, uh, and how things have been, the conditions have been. So check out the fishing report at jigsandbigs.com. Uh, winter's coming. Winter is coming. With it, we've got, we're going to have a little bit of a, a, a gear shift over here because we won't be talking so much about uh, fishing. We'll be we'll be talking about some ice fishing, clearly, and we're going to be talking about how much we miss open water. Some of us, for sure. But uh, one of the things that's happening this winter is uh, upcoming a game show. We're going to have the Hookset Hoodlums Pro Staff throw down and do a little. Well, it's going to be a giveaway for all of you but sort of an uh, some some extra content you can enjoy and I'm sure have some laughs when we do a uh, a trivia based game show fishing trivia based game show with uh, the Hookset Hoodlums pro staff and uh, it's it's going to be fantastic I'm I'm telling you you're going to absolutely love this lots of crazy 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 stuff coming up I hope everybody out there is getting on them we've been getting some uh, Updates from listeners that are uh, trying some new techniques, getting out there and, and getting on the water, breaking down new water. I mean, some of you guys are absolutely killing it. So when I say I've been on the struggle bus, I look at these pictures and I'm just like, you got to be kidding me. Anyway, folks, let's go ahead and get into uh, this interview here with Phyllis Rowe from Women of the Outdoors USA. Great organization, doing some amazing stuff. Just, uh, again, another shout-out that this weekend, the 3rd and 4th, and she'll give you the details in the, uh, in, the, in the segment, but in the 3rd and 4th, you can go ahead and uh, be part of this amazing event. And this is a great, great opportunity to go and get a little bit of knowledge if you're a new angler and you want to kind of, you know, learn the ins and outs, like how do you fish? But also there will be some stuff, some education there as well for cleaning your catch. If you, you know, you're out fishing for trout and you decide you want to, you know, take some home to to pop on the grill, well, they'll, they'll give you a, a bank side uh, little tutorial of, of how it's all done. Lots of great stuff, great organization. I'm going to kick it over to Phyllis and uh, we will see you, we'll, we'll see after all, all the other interview stuff because after that we're gonna be kicking a break guys i've got phyllis Rowe here and she is here from wodousa.org what is wodousa.org well it stands for women of the outdoors usa uh it's a great organization there are some well there's amazing events coming up all over the country which is great uh huge way to support lady lady angler nation and outdoor fans uh all over the place 
But uh, specifically in our backyard, we have something going on that's really, really great. And I'm going to allow Phyllis to kind of talk about it once we uh, get to know a little bit about sort of the organization. So Phyllis, how are you doing this morning? I am fabulous. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. Well, I got to tell you, I have been uh, I've been a member of the uh, the Facebook group, the Make Mass uh, Fishing Spots Great Again Facebook page for some time now. And I've seen a lot of really 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 great events and I'm going to tell you truthfully, uh, when it comes to women getting in the outdoors and I mean especially for us because we're a fishing podcast, but specifically with fishing, anytime we see an event or anything like that that kind of pops up on our radar we're immediately we're like we, we definitely want to be involved with this um you know getting getting females out into the outdoors and enjoying the outdoors and and not making it like such a i, I guess i want i'm doing air quotes here but like a thing like we just you know like I, i'm a big supporter and i've got two daughters and i try to get them outdoors as much as i can you know and i think what you guys are doing are great so let's do uh, a couple of things let's uh let's actually dive into women of the outdoors usa now Tell me a little bit about how the organization got started. Kind of give me sort of the the storyline of how it grew to this point where now you've got chapters in different areas of the country. Yes, I established the organization in 2019 in November. But before that, I started a group called Women of the Outdoors because I started hunting with my husband and fishing with my husband. Mm-hmm. And it it really changed my life. I was depressed. I you know, had been abused and stuff. And I had a hard time just with everything kind of, you know, so being outdoors really changed everything for me. It gave me pride. It gave me joy. You know, it's just something you can't get any other way. And when I started posting like uh, tracking for hunting or, um, you know, catches, Mm -hmm. I got received in a poor way, I guess. Like I got messages of anti-hunters. I got messages of guys, you know, hitting on me as they call it, which, you know, it's kind of not. But um, so I just felt kind of upset about that. I was like, how many other women deal with this? You know, I want to connect with other women. So I created the group as a safe place for us women to share and not feel judged. You know, it is kind of a man's domain. If um, you don't mind me saying that, but that's kind of the way it is right now. And so the group, I met a couple of women through there and I started fishing with a couple. One woman in particular, she's an older woman and she, you know, was nervous to get out on her own. She had been abused and such. And um, I went fishing with her and she just had an amazing time. She lit up and later we went to a church event together and mm-hmm. she just told the story about fishing and about how big the bass's mouth was and we could fit our whole fist in there and she just lit up and and she went on to fish on her own and and pick new spots and and she wasn't afraid anymore to go and do it on her own she didn't need somebody else she realized through fishing with me that it was okay and that she was safe and 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 she could have fun on her own yep and um that's kind of where it hit me. And I was like, you know, this is, I think what I was meant to do was to help women gain confidence and, and have a positive outlet because fishing in particular is just, it's just game changer to, to reel in a big bass that you, you know, you were sitting there with a worm, you know, you're like hoping, praying that you catch something and this bass comes on your line, you're fighting it like crazy. And by the time you pull it to shore, you're like, holy crap, this is awesome, you know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, and um, she's gone on to catch over, I want to say, like, 10 different species, like, in a week. It's 
it's incredible. She, um, and now she fillets her own fish, which before, you know, she was kind of nervous about and she doesn't want to hurt animals and such. So to step out of her comfort zone and do that because of other women's encouragement is um, something I'm very grateful for. That's awesome. That's really awesome. There is something really unique about getting back to nature. And, you know, like you said, when you know you said before you were depressed and you just kind of you, you were looking for like a connect, I, I, I assume. And, and it's amazing yes. that when you get that connection with nature, there's just there's something so organic about that, that it can bring you out of all that stuff. You kind of develop that passion. So con- congratulations for you for finding, you know, your passion for the outdoors, but also in, in doing this to the point where you're empowering other women and, and doing all that. So how did we get from the beginning of that organization to the point now where, so, um, I'm going to abbreviate a little bit, but WODO is a 5013C uh, nonprofit organization, right? You, you've you grown to a legitimate uh, organization to where there's, and I've seen on, on, I think it was on your Instagram, you do have chapters in various states uh, everywhere else. Was this all primarily from that Facebook group? Yes. I mean, I've reached out to other women, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, and posted at other women-oriented groups. Gotcha. Um and just was like, you know, this is what I'm doing. Does anybody else want to, you know, help women? Do you want to educate women? You know, because entering the outdoors is kind of intimidating, especially no matter what you're really going mm-hmm. into. You're like, how do I pick out a bow? You know, what gun should I use? You know, um, what kind of uh, line set up? How do I string my line through the pole? Yeah. You know, I mean, so many different things that women have questions about. And um it started as a group and I just kept at it. You know, we, we filed, I got some help from some ladies within the group. We filed the 5013C and I just, um, regardless of any issues we've had, I just continued to spread education yeah. and, um, you know, welcome more women into the organization because it's not just women who are starting, who sign up to become a part of the organization. It's women who look to lead others. Yes. So, um, you know, nobody gets paid in this job. It's it's completely volunteers, but it's amazing to see these women supporting one another and coming together like this. And I never would have imagined that we'd be in this many states already yep. and um, where we are. But it's because of the women. The That's women huge. are definitely um, a strong part of our organization and we do a lot of different things. It's, it's just a lot of work. That's what it is, is mm-hmm. if something is hard in life, which this has been very hard. I believe um, it. You know, it's worth it because if it was easy, everybody else would be doing it. You're hundred percent right on with that. Uh, let's get into, there was something you said back there about how it's, 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 it's also about the, the women that are already out there hunting and fishing, kind of giving back and helping start up. So that's actually a really good transition point. So tell me about what's going on on October the 4th. You guys have an event coming up on that date. Yes, we actually have two events actually. Oh, okay. Um, October 3rd, because we decided to do two locations just in case, um, you know, we try to understand that some women don't have transportation or some women have three kids, you know, so it's really hard to um, manage. Mm -hmm. So we did on the third, we will be in Spencer and on the fourth, we will be in Sturbridge and we'll be teaching fly fishing as well as spinning rod. Okay, very cool. And this is a this is a, a trout fishing event, correct? 
Yes. yes. So in Massachusetts, they trout stock and they're supposed mm-hmm. to be stocking this week, actually. So we figured it was a perfect opportunity, you know, with the abundance of trout to be able to go out and um, get some women some fish that they could actually eat, too, as well, if they wanted us to teach them to clean it out riverside mm-hmm. or pondside, whatever you were at. Um you know, and experience that together. And, you know, there's other fish to be caught. So it's a great experience to get out there and try it. And we have an adventure staff member. You mentioned um, Make Massachusetts Fishing Spots again. Mm -hmm. Through, you know, joining that group and connecting with them and going on a cleanup, I met one of my adventure staff members, Nikki. She is part of that organization and she has been a great help to me. And she will be teaching the fly rod part of it. That is really awesome. Yeah, they're a great group. They do a lot of stuff uh, for the, I mean, just the local environment over here. Now, how is it growing the other chapters in the other parts of the country as far as that? Are there events ongoing there? So we have a, a relatively large audience that's spread out all over the place. A lot of our listeners are based actually in, in California, Texas, and Florida. Are there are there chapters in some of those states? Or, or what are some of the other states that you're in? And how can fun- people find out about events that are going on like this uh, near them. We have chapters in Washington state. We have Louisiana, Georgia, Tennessee, New York, and I know I'm forgetting a couple, but we're very active in Louisiana. That's a big fishing state. Um, we, We have Facebook pages for each of these and they do have events there. We also post it on our website. Our last guest from last week's episode, she is uh, 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 an angler from Louisiana, and uh, you should def- definitely check out check out that last episode and uh, look up if you're on Instagram, Largemouth Sass. She's uh, she's yeah. she's something that is for sure, absolutely. That's fantastic. I think you you're you're doing uh, you're doing some really great work out there. You're, the fact that you're you're educating new uh, anglers as they kind of get out in there, and I've noticed that there's there's other services that you're that you're you you put out there also. Like I see on your website that there's a, an application to apply for outdoor gear if you need it. Uh, is that something that you're doing like collections for or, or how does that work? You know, honestly, I'm funding this completely on my own and by the women who donate and, you know, memberships. Mm-hmm. We have women who come aboard and they pay $20 a year and they get discounts and um, they get one event a year just for members. Yep. Um, and that contributes to our gear request as well. So, Let's recently we just had a woman who really wants to go kayaking with her son, but they can only afford one kayak. She put in the request and it took me a few months to raise up the money. We, but we bought her a $263 kayak for her son with a paddle. Wow, that's pretty impressive. If anybody wanted to make donations of other gear, are you set up to be able to receive those? Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. So I, I guess what I'm getting at is, folks, if you've got uh, some rods or reels, you know, some combos, some lures, stuff like that, that uh, maybe you don't necessarily use so much or you want to put some gear to good use, uh, definitely go and visit uh, wodousa.org and uh, and get in touch and uh, put that gear to good use. 
uh, there's there's anglers out there that can definitely utilize it. And uh, if, if you've got it lying around, why not? You'd be doing uh, a helping hand and, and helping a great organization. Well, Phyllis, that is pretty great. I'm, I'm looking forward to your event. Um, I, uh, I unfortunately, I'm all booked out this weekend, but I want to uh, know about your next stuff. So I'm going to sign up on your uh, mailing list so that I have some info about that. But keep in touch with us, please, so that we can do our part to sort of let people know about what's going on, not only locally in uh, in New England, but what's happening across the country with your other chapters as well as they continue to grow and grow. Yes, thank you. Absolutely. It's going to be um, quite an adventure. And I look forward to all of our connecting with everyone and getting resources out there for women. Yeah, I think it's going to be great. You're doing something awesome, and uh, I applaud you for it. You're 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 uh, you're doing what what needs to be done. Thanks so much, Phyllis, for coming on to the show. We will have you back as a uh, as an interview guest. We're going to get to know uh, your preferences for how you like to fish and your particulars on, uh, on on what it's like when you go out on the water. We'll do that at another time. Thanks once again, Phyllis. Take care, and uh, we will uh, we'll talk to you soon. All right. All right. Thank you. Have a great day. Thank you so much for having me on. Sean. Hey, everybody, this is Sean the Fisherman, continuing on my Dude Bud series of, well, tales, stories, whatever you want to call them. Uh, one, one important thing to know about the Dude Bud is that he and his father are, are great guys, and they're both you know, as most father, most father, son tandems do, uh, share some traits, whether it's speech or whatever. And, um, one of the things that, uh, has popped up in my fishing report over the past few months is a term up the shears. Well, I learned that term from the dude, bud and his father. And I don't know how many times I'd gone over their house in high school and asked where they were fishing or his father would ask him, would you like to go fishing this weekend? The response was where, the answer, of course, was up to shears, which for those of us in Western Massachusetts know that that's a nice uh, abbreviation of up in the Berkshires. But it's become a part of my vocabulary over the past 30 years, and I just figured I'd share that with you guys. Thanks. I'm Sean the Fisherman. Have a good week. I'll tell you some more Dude Bud stuff next week. All right, everybody. Welcome back to Jigs and Bigs. I am uh, Bobby Rose Beef, and right now it's interview time. We've got a, uh, a special guest joining us. We've got Jason White. Jason White is here. He's uh, representing Dark Horse Tackle today. We're going to get to know a little bit about uh, Jason's particular, uh, the, his preferences for fishing, but uh, we're also going to learn a little bit about, uh, well, Dark Horse Tackle and uh, what exactly Dark Horse Tackle can do for you and what they're offering. So, uh, Jason, how you doing today, buddy? Fantastic, buddy. Thanks for having me. I awesome. really appreciate it. No, this is great. This is fantastic. So before we get into your, your fishing preferences and stuff, why don't you go ahead and tell myself and the listeners a little bit about what Dark Horse is uh, and, and, and what they're, uh, they're doing out there. So I am the operations manager for Dark Horse Tackle. Um, we are a subscription service that is geared towards handcrafted, high-quality baits. Um, there will be no more generic baits and there will be no generic baits in our boxes. Um, I personally got tired of, you know, I would be subscribed to a couple of, uh, tackle boxes that I'd receive and I would throw half of the baits in the trash when I opened it. Uh, we, we are going away from that. We're going back to American made, uh, small business oriented, hand poured, uh, hand painted, handcrafted, small batch lures. So, 
super excited to partner with all these small businesses um, and, and give back to the fishing community what we what we kind of lost through um, through marketing and through you know stuff being shipped overseas. Uh, we're getting away from that and we're going back to small small businesses. Sounds good. Sounds good. Can you do, uh, uh, I guess, really do a solid for, for some of the companies that you're working with? What are some of the companies you've been working with the longest that you've been including in the Dark Horse boxes? So, uh, Derek, the owner of Dark Horse Tackle, just brought me on, like, you know, this is my second month of creating these boxes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, personally, I haven't gone back to any brands um, in particular. Uh, mm-hmm. We, we kind of try to swap in and out uh, different brands every month to yep. try to, you know, pr- provide our subscribers with you know, different, different, um, visuals and different baits. Uh, we don't really want to have, you know, the exact same bait every month. So yeah, that's kind of a big thing for us. Gotcha. Gotcha. No, that, that, that makes sense, man. Well, it's definitely, it sounds pretty interesting. I kind of, uh, akin it to like, you know, that when you have somebody who is, uh, you know, interested in, in kind of diversifying what they're doing, eventually, you know, with these, a lot of these, these subscription boxes, you end up throwing a lot of the same stuff as, as a lot of your friends are, you know, out there. And if you're looking for something that's different, and especially when it comes to, you know, boutique baits, I think that, uh, that you guys have something really special to offer, giving somebody who wants to try to, you know, to quote Sean the Fisherman, show off a different brand of bullshit <laughs> at a, a specific body of water. It's a great, great way to do that to diversify. You know what it is that you're you, that that you have going out there, and also, like you said, like you know, buying American is is fantastic, and anytime you can do that. That that only really helps uh, helps us. So that's that I think is huge. Let's get into talking about your specific preferences for fishing. Start off by telling me a little bit about how it was that that you discovered fishing and where that passion kind of started from, and then how it grew to the point where you're you're legitimately in the fishing industry right now as a career. So I've been fishing, you know, very very routinely since I was like age five. Mm-hmm. I kind of grew up in a household that you know it's not very it's not a household that anybody would be proud to admit that they grew up in. And my only, my only real escape to my everyday life was a pond that I had behind my house. Uh, you know, I, I used to just go out there and play ball. And you know, honestly, fishing wasn't something I would think about until I had a friend, um, you know, he came over with a fishing rod. He's like, Hey, let's see if there's anything in here. And I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't know why I've never thought of that. And, you know, I, I picked that rod up. Uh, it just kind of like, ever since that moment forward, like I fishing has been, you know, that's my escape from, you know, all the negativity that's in everybody's everyday life, whether it be, you know, politics or, you know, any kind of negative um, publicity or media or anything that, you know, the government's trying to put out on us, like fishing and getting away from everything is kind of, um, that's kind of my safe haven. Um, It's been that way since I was a small child. And I'm, I'm very fortunate and, uh, you know, very lucky to be in a position now with Dark Horse Tackle that, you know, at the position I, I could have only ever dreamed of being in. So something I'm definitely excited for. That's awesome. Have you ever done any, any uh, you know, tournament fishing or anything like that? Uh, no, mainly, you know, like being in a creek or a river or, yep. you know, a pond is kind of my thing. Um, I don't really like the stress. Of the, you know, like I feel like when I think about tournament fishing, I just think of pressure yep. and stress and anxiety, 
and I, that's kind of what I, that's kind of the reason why I fish is to get away from that kind of stuff. So, you know, my, I got a good buddy that, you know, he fishes tournaments regularly. He's trying to talk me into doing it with him. I'll probably do it eventually, but it's yeah. not something I've really put a lot of thought into. No, I, I agree. You know, and actually you, you say that, and I had this conversation like just, just last month with Sean, the fisherman. And I said, you know, I, I don't know that I'm necessarily cut out for the monthly tournaments as far as getting, you know, super competitive or anything like that. And, uh, you know, I mean, I, there are, there are people out there that, that will just, they'll just go and fish every day, especially when you're in a monthly situation. I can see where exactly the point where, you know, it's, it's fun. You go out, you compete for a day. I recently got an opportunity to kind of do that on a much smaller scale with some friends. And uh, you can see the carnage on YouTube. If you look at the Hookset hoodlums channel that happened there and that kind of stuff is great. Cause you can come sort of like, you know, compartmentalize it all in one spot where you've got this competition, it's stress and anxiety exactly like you said but at the end of the day it's done when you're carrying that around for the whole month i feel like for me i lose the ability to just shut my brain off and fish instead i'm a little bit more concerned with well i gotta i gotta go where i know the big ones are or i'm looking for i do a a, some multi-species stuff and then i'll start targeting that specific species and then it changes kind of the game plan and i you know i don't know that that leisure activity that i'm necessarily looking for is is necessarily there so i totally totally understand what you mean but you know i mean competition is a lot of fun but it is nice to be able to shut it off and not have to worry about what would be what would be really cool is if we were you know as local guys were able to participate in like an mlf kind of you know tournament like i I don't really like the idea of holding fish anyways especially in a live well for you know eight to ten hours that's not healthy for any fish i don't care where you're at like that's not healthy and if if we were able to you know participate in an mlf style I, i would definitely get down with that yeah um that that would be that would be fun for me it's it's similar. I mean, it's it's Whereas not. You're not really worried about the five fish limit. Yeah, exactly. You're you're basically looking for a fish to meet a weight minimum, and then having them measure coming out there. It's kind of like that with the CPR tournaments. I definitely understand. Like, it's nice because you do re- return the fish immediately after measuring them on the measuring board, and you have the photographic proof of the measurement that was there. You've got a judge in place. So some of those CPR tournaments are really they're getting pretty sophisticated, especially with apps like Fish Donkey and Turn. EX, it's uh it it's it's pretty amazing it really is and and almost anybody can organize some of these things but i like where your head's at where you're saying like do it to the level of mlf i think that would that someday we may very very way very well may see that happen where you can compete you know, you know as a weekend warrior in something that's much larger and hey who knows you know i mean the big question is are we going to have the funds to be able to pay to get into those big tournaments that's the big that's the big if. Let's talk about your specifics uh, as far as like this type of water that you like to fish. You mentioned uh, creeks and ponds. Are you looking for more small water to break down? Do you like larger lakes and bodies of water, or are you are you specifically looking for current? I feel like as somebody that doesn't have a boat, um, lakes are kind of limited to me. I've got a buddy that owns a boat. We go out on the lake a couple of times. Yep. So that's not something that I have a lot of experience with. I didn't grow up, you know, there was no boat in, in my family at all. Um, mm-hmm. so like lake, lake fishing in general is just something I didn't really grow up on. Um, I will say like rivers, river systems, kayaking, uh, trying to find, you know, that's, that's a big body of water that I, I like to break down. I Definitely. like to find current and, you know, rip rap and, uh, you know, 
rock piles and things like that in creeks for smallmouth. That's that's a lot of fun for me. Yeah. Um, I, I do yeah. do I do that a lot. So that's something that I really enjoy doing. How about when it comes to baits? Like, what's your number one confidence confidence bait that you 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 lean on heavily? So like three baits that I have tied on every day, no matter where I go. Yeah. I have a bladed jig tied on. I've got a jerk bait tied on, and I've got a Ned rig tied on. No matter where I am, those three things are they're they're guaranteed to be on on one of my rods. So gotcha. those are those are three those are three things that you know I can take them anywhere across the country, and I guarantee I can catch fish yep. on those yep. three baits. Yeah, and they're, they're, those three baits are all generally really solid, too, almost any time of year for the most part. They've, they've definitely got their, their place out there in a lot of different seasons. Now, this is a, a really popular question. I'm interested in your take on it, specifically because not only are you in the fishing industry, but you're in the tackle industry specifically. Now, this, there's a famous saying that's been out there that says that fishing tackle catches more fishermen than it catches fish. Uh, in your entire lifetime, you've been fishing a while, what is the most ridiculous tackle trend that's come along that you think has been out there and the follow-up question is have you been guilty of trying it so the most ridiculous trend that i've seen is some of these topwater baits where it's like a topwater spider or a topwater bat or you know just yep. all of these odd little topwater baits there's never been a time in history where bass have gotten onto a spider pattern that that doesn't yes. that doesn't exist and so so uh, while it's cool and yeah while it might catch a fish i'm yeah. not gonna say it's not gonna catch a fish that's just not something that you know i would throw personally because I, i've never known a bass to get on a, a, a spider pattern i love that 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 should be a sticker is your bass on a spider pattern that <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. No, and and you know that's a popular answer. There's a lot of people who went and actually when I when I came up with that with this question to, to throw out there, one of the biggest ones was one of those those topwaters, but it was the duck. You know, it's like I mean it it makes sense, but I just don't know that it's really necessary. You know, we know that that bass will eat anything. I mean, they eat things like buzz baits and they eat things like you know like spinner baits and th- you know and Alabama rigs and stuff and like that stuff. While it's got its place, it's definitely like it it stands way out, you know, and 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 some of that, especially with the heavy wire and stuff. So we know that bass will eat anything, but it, I don't necessarily think that you have to have a a realistic looking duck or a spider or a dragonfly in order to sell it, you know. No, there's never going to be a time where a bat or a duck is going to outperform like a frog. Yeah. Uh, there's really no. Now, the only thing I'll say about the the duck is that I do know um, musky in particular do eat uh, you oh, know baby ducks. So I believe it. That that one, that one is not you know that that's the spider is so far fetched to me that I just yeah you know it's a five inch spider that fish don't see five inch spiders let alone eat them. Yeah, I mean it. It it, it is. It's a, it is a big lure, it really is, and it has surprisingly small hooks. Surprisingly, I don't know if you've ever taken a look at them, but yeah, we've got a couple of them. It's got surprising, and I know people have have caught fish on them, but it's like you can you can throw a lot. Uh, we had a conversation with uh, I forget who the guest was, but they brought up there's a uh, a YouTube channel, Marling Bates, and and he actually took a, a block of wood and just just real rigidly kind of carved it added some hardware to it and fished with it as a crankbait and caught fish. You know, it it didn't look natural at all. So I think that's the thing about tackle. It's like, you know, 
you, you, you use what you use and you know you can you can have some confidence with it and if it's giving you that awesome but yeah I, I do I think you make a good point about the spider pattern now this is one of the newer questions that I've added in there is uh, is more about people that you go fishing with in uh, in they don't have to be uh, they can be living or dead L- what are the top three people that you would want to fish with so number one for me uh, would obviously be my children uh, yep. they you know just watching them catch fish is you know, it's exhilarating while, you know, when I go with them, I don't take a rod myself. Typically I, I just kind of watching them catch fish just is, it's just so much fun. Yeah. I don't think I even need a rod, you know, cause the things that you're going to miss if you bring a rod, you know, those are memories that are priceless. So oh, for sure. just focusing on them and watching them um, enjoy catching fish is probably, probably number one. And then number two would be my grandpa. Um, mm-hmm. While he's not here anymore, he was always a good time Charlie. Yep. Um, you know, he'd always have a couple of beers in him and he'd, you'd do more laughing with him than you would actually do fishing, but <laughs> it was always a good time. And then number three would probably be my really good buddy, uh, Josh. Uh, just, you know, that's, that's the one guy that, you know, when I fish with him, the whole world just kind of, you know, you don't think about anything else. It's yep. just, it's just fun. Uh, the memories and things that we've created over the years are, you know, they're memories that you'll take, you'll take to your grave with you. So, so definitely Josh is number three for me. Nice. Very nice. I, you know, it's funny. We had one of our guests had mentioned, uh, I've got a question coming up about different bodies of water and you know, he, he said something and it kind of really stuck with me. He goes, for me, it's not so much about the body of water, but the people that I'm with, you know, that really kind of makes a difference. And it made me think about it. I was like, that's a really great question. I need to start factoring that in there. And we, we had asked it on, uh, our Instagram story. We did uh, an episode where we basically took all the answers, uh, from uh, listeners who had had posted on this and, and replied to it uh, on Instagram stories, and we got some really amazing answers. And it's true when you're out there, like you said, your, your friend Josh. I've got a buddy that's the same way, where it's just like we have had the worst possible fishing days together, and yet we will remember them and talk about them and laugh over them for years and years and years to come. And it's like it's like that's 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 like seventy five percent of it is the experience of of who you are when you're out there, especially when you're not necessarily competing. Sometimes those stories can be even better when you are competing i will throw that out there sometimes the, the competition kind of ramps things up but it is like it, it really is it's all about the experience now this is another newer question and it's got to do with with music or whatever it is that you're listening to to get hyped up on your way uh to the water or while you're on the water uh so what do you use to kind of like get your mindset right either before you fish or while fishing Honestly, this might not be a popular answer. It might be, uh, you know, <laughs> might be way different than what everybody else listens yep. to. But I definitely listen to like Limp Biscuit or <laughs> some like really upbeat like rap music yep. that that just gets me, you know, it gets me all fired up. And usually, I end up speeding on my way to the fishing holes. The only time I've you know, ever been pulled over for speeding in my life is just on my way to go fishing. So, so it's probably not a great idea. Did that excuse, that music, but, did uh, that excuse get you out of a ticket though? It did not. Oh, <laughs> it did not. Damn. So, <laughs> so he didn't care what I was doing. No, no, not at all. He had a quota. <laughs> it's how it works. Uh, 
Yeah. No, no, no. I think that's probably more of a of a popular answer than you than you you really think. It's uh there's a lot of people out there that just like to get in their zone, <laughs> you know what I mean? And they just hey, it, it is what it is. In fact, I think I saw somebody else I think it was on Instagram and posted a, a story of, and they were saying going going to fish. And I think they were listening to like break stuff from Limp Biscuit and I you know, I'm not a fan, but uh, <laughs> it is what it is. I thought it was pretty interesting. Oh, goodness. Um, what is your most unusual talent that you can either tie into fishing or otherwise? I, I would definitely say my ability to talent evaluate is uh, it's probably probably a talent that not very many people have. Yep. But it's something that I've harnessed, you know, ever since I was a small child. I, I don't know. I, it's just kind of like it's just something that, you know, it just comes natural to me. Um, you know, I, I told my dad who, you know, Russell Wilson and Patrick Mahomes were way before they even got drafted. Um, this is crazy. this is football, not fishing. So, yeah. so, but anyways, like right before they got drafted, I told him, you know, who they were going to be, who to watch out for. And now, you know, they're doing as well as they are. And my dad's just blown away by, by the ability that I had to, you know, tell him, you know, who was going to be. Mm-hmm who they were going to be before they became them. So, so that's something that's always been fun for me. Yep. Um, it honestly ties in really well with my ability uh, to work with dark horse tackle, um, the ability to find these small businesses and, you know, get them on board. Um, it, it does a lot. Like it does very good for our subscribers too. Yep. Um, for me to be able to talent evaluate the, the brands that we choose for our boxes. So that's something that it actually, it's pretty, pretty, um, universal amongst a lot of things. It's that's just awesome. a really weird talent that, you know, not very many people have. When it comes to, to, uh, looking at, uh, a company that in their baits, you know, a company that produces baits, what is it that you're seeing in there that is that catches your eye? What is that that thing that you're like, they have it or they don't? So for me, it's honestly, it's more about being able to identify what they're trying to do and not actually focusing on what they're doing. Like actually being able to see uh, the process in which they're they're trying to reach before they're even it's it's kind of like you kind of have to see their end goal and gotcha. see what they're working towards so that you can actually um you, you know the then you can appreciate where they are currently mm-hmm. um it's more about seeing seeing their path before maybe even they can see it so that's 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 how i do it gotcha Gotcha. That's interesting. That's really good. Hey, maybe maybe some boutique uh, bait makers will be listening to this now, and they'll say, you know, it's something to really consider and up their game somehow, and they, then they'll end up in the dark horse boxes. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, let's talk about um, your goals in the fishing industry, especially in the fishing industry. Where is it that you would like to see fishing take you? Like where in, the, say, the next five to ten years, what direction would you like to go in? So honestly, I, I don't, I don't really have an end goal. Like I just kind of want to be in it. Like mm-hmm. I'm not whenever, when, you know, I don't, I don't really set goals for myself for yeah. fishing except for maybe like, you know, a PB or a PB or something like that. But like, I, I just, I'm happy to be where I am yeah. and I'm happy, you know, I can see our path and I can see where it's going and I'm super excited for that. I mean, I get fired up every time we get a pro staff application. <laughs> While it doesn't That's seem awesome. like a lot, that makes me that that just that feeds my fire. Just one one pro staff application just it really does a lot for you know for for my psyche and 
my, you know, my ability to see the road that we're going. And, you know, we've got a really awesome pro staff team that I'm just super, super impressed with Mm -hmm. uh, the camaraderie and stuff that we share together. Uh, It's just, it's really a special thing. And I'm just, I, I couldn't be more happy to be part of that. How long has Dark Horse been around and, and, and operating? Derek, actually the owner of Dark Horse Tackle, uh, started this, I believe, uh, last February. And when he started it, oh, he reached okay. out to, I believe, he reached out to, I believe, uh, you know, five, five, five or so people. And when he reached out to them, he was like, hey, I, I want to send you a box. Uh, just tell me what you think about the box. And then, you know, from that time forward, Um, he sent me a box and from that time forward, I kind of just, you know, I kind of jumped right on board. He didn't say he wanted help. I just kind of gave him help. (laughs) It was kind of just a natural instinct for me. I I just kept sending him, you know, bait ideas and brand ideas and things, ideas for the boxes. And then he had it, you know, he had a child and with his full-time business that he's running, he kind of got a little bit overwhelmed, you know, trying to run dark horse as well. And he reached out to me and asked me if I, if I, you know, be willing to, eventually uh become the director of operations for dark horse tackle and from that time forward i never looked back like i don't even think he was ready for me to start when i started i just i kind of took it upon myself and that's just kind of how i am whenever i dig into something i dig really deep into something and and you know i i just i'm very goal oriented but you know when it comes to fishing i'm just more about the atmosphere and the community than than i am trying to set goals no, that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. I it, it dawned on me. I was just like, I wonder how long that they, they, they've been they've been at this. Now, uh, this is kind of a, a random question, but I I've got uh, so we have a show sponsor. It's a uh, it's a, a retailer uh, that does online orders of uh, all kinds of outdoor stuff, both hunting and fishing, and uh, they have a really good story. It's Old Glory Outdoors, and they they have a really great sort of story and of, of how they got started. They got started just this year as well. And we had spoken before about how the impact that the whole COVID pandemic has had overall, but mainly as far as the fishing community or the fishing industry, it's it's been a different sort of situation because there's definitely more people out there on the water now than there were a year ago. There's more people that have, you know, they have the time or they're looking for things that they can do that are socially distant. Let's be honest, fishing fits that mold. Like it really, it truly, truly does. Have you noticed that there's been a lot more new anglers looking for or or contacting Dark Horse or have your subscriptions gone up? And, And how much of that do you think maybe had to do with the fact that people had time and were looking to do more outdoor activities? personally whenever i go like i hit the water my buddy josh and i is a running joke that you know somehow covid made fishing famous i don't know (laughs) it's kind of funny because you know any any creek or river that we try to get into now whereas there used to be nobody in there we can't find a spot to fish because there's just people everywhere it's just kind of it's kind of it's honestly Fishing does fit that mold perfectly. It, re- it really does. It's just does. something we would have never expected to <laughs> spark the fishing industry. Yep. It's just some virus that, you know, we can't seem to control. Uh, how, how it impacts, you know, fishing, though, for, you know, Dark Horse Tackle is we've had a lot of, you know, it's, it's a honestly, it's a double-edged sword. We yeah. have, you know, we got a lot of people that have time on their hands to make baits that may have never had time to make baits. So 
that's not good for that's us. That's true too. Um, we also have had issues with, you know, supplies, uh, because, you know, a lot of, a lot of, you know, plastisol or things like that, um, come from, you know, across, across the ocean. So, uh, that's kind of, that's, that's been like kind of, you know, inventory levels with these small businesses has been a little bit of a problem. Yep. Um, I believe it. We we've taken off, um, you know, over the past couple of months, but I, I can't, I can't believe that that would have more to do with the virus than it does with, you know, our pro staff, yeah. um, you know, spreading the word and things like that. I, they do a tremendous job oh, and yeah. I, I would not try to discredit them and their abilities. They, they've done a lot for us. So I honestly think that, you know, we're, we're building uh, together here um, in spite of the coronavirus. <laughs> that's what I, and that's how I feel like, like it is there, there, while there may be, uh, an underlying sort of, I guess, an audience or, or an underlying group of people who now are looking to this. Like, you you do. You got to tip your hat to your promotions and your marketing and everybody involved for getting yourselves out in front so that you can do this. And you're right. Like, inventory for everybody uh, is so, so difficult. I mean, from the retail level to the person who's, you know, making products, whether they're, you know, in a, a, a giant factory or they're, you know, in, in you know, at all levels, somebody who's in a, in a basement trying to mix off plastics is, you know, they've got to play the waiting game a lot of times. So it, it is definitely tricky. I was just curious because this is a really strange year for everybody. And for fishing, it's been even more strange because of the growth. I couldn't tell you how many times I have shown a new angler while I've out been out fishing how to tie a leader knot or how to tie like a polymer knot or something like that, you know, because you see people just kind of like losing their minds because they've never done this before, you know? And it's just, it, it's, 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 it's sort of a double-edged sword because you do have a lot more folks that are getting out, which is both good and bad because, you know, some of them aren't necessarily actively taking care of the outdoors. You know, I've picked up a way more trash this year than I have in the past. But, you know, as long as we do our parts and educate, then I think we're doing the right thing. Uh, let's get into uh, other other questions for uh, fishing for you. Have you traveled anywhere in the country uh, or outside of the country, for that matter, with the specific uh, goal of fishing? Uh, no, I have not. Um, I've always wanted to, you know, yeah. like Florida or Texas yeah. or California or even, honestly, like Tennessee. There's some really good lakes and river systems that yeah. run through Tennessee. So I've not gotten around to that. Uh, you know, having a small family kind of, you know, it kind of hinders that ability. Yeah. But definitely that's keeps you definitely local. in the future. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's definitely in the future. What's your, like your, your top three or top five bucket list bodies of water that you want to hit? Like a Lake Okeechobee is number one. Yep. I think that's a number one for a lot. Lake Chickamauga is number two. Mm -hmm. Lake St. Clair would probably be three. Uh, maybe, maybe Falcon could be four yep. and then there's a there's a lake that's in mexico and i i can't remember the name of the lake but it is a, it's a trophy yeah it's a trophy lake um i, I know the one you're I've talking always, about so it's come up before in that instagram storyline I, I forget the name of the lake but you're right it's known for giants 
and I think that's my my. I've always been like, yeah, Mexico. That's, that's you know, absolutely. That's on my radar. Just don't drink the water when you're there. Yeah, no, 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 no. Well, I mean, maybe maybe that might make for an interesting challenge. I don't know. I there's something wrong with me. I'm, I'm not right. You got great content for TikTok. So go ahead and drink it. Yeah, you got to see. So there was a video that uh, we had put together with uh, Hookset Hoodlums, which is an apparel and bait company up here in New England, and we did a little challenge. Uh, we had some some friends together some mutual friends get together we just did a numbers challenge one day and i used uh the loser had to eat uh uh, tortilla chips with this hot sauce on there that comes from the show hot ones uh it's not one of theirs that they produce this is another brand but it's on the on the uh, youtube channel all the time it's called the bomb and it ended badly it ended badly for everybody Because win or lose, everybody wanted to get in on the hot sauce game, and it was a, a, a mess. Maybe we'll do a Mexican trek, and we'll do uh, just loser has to drink a glass of the water. You know, speaking of eating hot things, then the, probably one of the worst decisions I've ever made was eating a Trinidad scorpion whole. That was that was not a that was not a good idea. <laughs> um, I don't recommend that. Yeah, that's rough. I do. I I play around with the uh, spicy foods regularly, and this last uh, endeavor, well, it was it was it was really really bad. It ended really really badly for one of our one of our uh, cohorts who was there. You'll you I'll, you'll have to check out the video to see how it played out. But it was it was rough. But that eating eating whole chilies like that that is that is hardcore. That scorpion chili is no joke. No joke at all. Uh, where were we here? Oh, let's get into gear. Um, and typically in a day, if you're going to go out and let's say you're you're you know going pond hopping or something like that, um, what's your typical rod and reel arsenal look like for like you know you're generally what you're taking out there? You want me to list three or five? You can. I mean, what actually? You know what? You can list whatever you generally would take out there. If you take out five, take out five. I bring out five, but you know there there are other times where I'll bring out less. Okay, so first I'm gonna take my seven one medium heavy fast. Uh, it's a caption rod. It's actually a bladed jig, um, technique specific. It's the only technique specific rod that I own. Um, I take that out with a seven speed blues reel um, all day long. That's kind of my bread and butter mm-hmm. combination. That's that's that one I can tie. You know I can tie everything onto that onto that uh, rig and catch fish everywhere on that. Um, number two, I'll probably take like a six foot ten medium spinning rod. Yep. Um, you know I always always try to get Daiwa reels. Um, that's that's kind of my deal. Um, and then number three, like a seven six uh, medium moderate uh, moderate fast uh, crankbait rod. That's a good square bill rod that I have that I. You know, I always have like a five-speed reel type, you know, put on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, 12 to 15-pound fluorocarbon, you know, it covers every section of water that you need, really. And I, I don't fish deep because I don't fish lakes. Yep. So, you know, a lot of a lot of the fishing I do is pretty shallow. So uh, that that that's a great combination for that. Um, and then, like, probably like a 7.6 heavy. That's a good frog rod. Yep. You know, put a seven-speed reel on there. It's a good frog rod, really good jig rod. You know, it picks up line fast so that you can set the hook. Um, you boat flip 10 pounders all day long. Don't do that. That's a terrible idea. But you could, in theory, <laughs> in theory yeah. uh, flip 10 pounders with that combo. So those are probably the ones that I have with me, you know, at all times. Uh, seven, you know, if, if you want, if you're trying to get into fishing, what I recommend is just go out 
by seven foot to seven foot three, you know, medium heavy, fast. You can throw everything onto that rod that you mm-hmm. possibly want, except for maybe, you know, oversized swim baits. That that's too, you know, the bait's too heavy for that rod. But if you're just trying to get started fishing, that's that's the rod that I would buy. And then you just need like a six or a seven speed reel. Um, that's really, you know, you can throw everything with that. So if if you're looking at getting into fishing, that's what I would recommend. Yeah, no, no, no. I agree. I agree. I use. Uh, I I have a a seven foot medium heavy that I have a, a seven speed reel that I I actually I just just t- taken from my jig rod and dropped on this and that's kind of like the catch all bait caster. Like I can put so much different stuff on there and it works fantastic. Uh, I've I've also got a spinning combo that's a seven foot medium is uh, medium heavy as well that uh, I've got spooled with thirty pound braid and I use that all tie different leaders on there and i can throw like 90 percent of my baits the only things i can't throw are like you said like like the really big heavy heavy baits but it's enough to kind of have options and options are really good being versatile is is definitely key when it comes to taking gear out and uh and it it, it definitely think, works i've, I've always kind of good combination yeah it's a good combination to throw a spider with too yeah <laughs> I've actually I've I've said to a lot of people uh, <laughs> that that fishing is you know one part science and but it's equally one part art like what works for you works for you and you can't really um, you know if it if it's working and you're getting the results that you're looking for fantastic if it's not working for you then maybe look at what you're doing and figure out what would be a better application for it but it is it's like you know whatever works for you works for you I carry five in total I have one that I use for top water you know and it's a seven six medium uh seven six heavy I have a uh, a jig rod that's another seven six heavy Heavy. Both of those have have eight speed reels on them, and and I'm crazy about. It. I love having that speed for those very specific jobs. My other rod is a drop shop rod, you know, uh, and it's that's a, a seven foot medium spinning combo, and it's 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 it it works it works for me, you know. Um, this is next gear question is an interesting one, but it's 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 gear related but it doesn't necessarily have to be the gear that you own per se so let's say hypothetically you have a situation where you're going out to uh you know a, a brand new body of water and the only thing you really know about it is that it's kind of got a little bit of everything like you could be doing almost anything in here there's some wheat some grass there's some pads there's some timber there's rock there's a couple of big flats like there's areas all over the place what is if you could build only one combo and only have one spool of line on there? What would you build? I would definitely build a seven foot, maybe a seven foot three, mm-hmm. seven one to seven foot three medium heavy fast. Um, you know, and I'd probably I'd probably put a six speed reel on there, and I'd yep. probably have like I'd probably have a braid to fluorocarbon leader, mm-hmm. um, and I you know I'd throw bladed jigs, jerk baits crankbaits, uh, you know, shaky heads, yep. um, anything like that. You could throw, you could throw almost everything with that combination. I Definitely. mean, there's, there's really, there's really no, even frogs. Like I've, I've caught fish on my, on my chatterbait rod on with a, you know, I've caught frog, frog fish on my chatterbait rod before. Oh yeah. It, it all really, the, the, the biggest defining yeah. factor I've found is the body of water. Like what is the body of water you're fishing? What's it calling for? And, you know, it's that that can tell you pretty much everything, you know, that you need to be throwing and, and to get specific types of uh, 
of of results really what it what it is. Now this next one, this this next question is kind of the like the biggest sort of the point really of all of this, sort of the point of the podcast really. This is where I need two stories from you. I need one story like that the the moment in fishing where you're like the most proud. Whatever it was that happened, maybe it was a PB, maybe it wasn't, maybe it was some crazy story. Whatever it was that's like your most proud moment on the water, follow that immediately by the 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 point of 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 your fishing experience where you had the biggest <laughs> like the biggest possible fail. So why don't you go hit me with those and uh, and then we'll talk about them. Okay. So my you know the best experience I've ever had was my buddy Josh and I were fishing a community you know rec center pond that he'd fished several times before, and you know he's never he never really caught anything out of there. And I'm I'm just throwing you know I'm throwing a you know a six foot ten medium with eight, eight pound test on it, just throwing a net rig. I'm walking the banks and I see, you know, it's a rock and I'm like, well, that's yep. weird. There's, there's a rock out here. I, I, so I just flip at it. And as soon as I put this uh, net rig right in front of the rock, the rock moved. Um, and it proceeded to inhale the net rig. <laughs> and so I, I set the hook. Um, and then I, I let my bail, I opened my bail and just let my drag, you know, just loosened it as much as I possibly could. Mm -hmm. And it screamed for about 45 minutes straight. And, uh, I, I landed what, you know, was a 40 pound carp on eight pound test with a net rig and the hook didn't even bend out. So that's amazing. Um, I'm glad he was there with me. No, a 40 pound carp. That, that uh, is you huge. know, probably there's grass everywhere in this pond. It just kept digging deeper yep. and deeper into the grass. And, you know, it got to a point, you know, 20 minutes in where we thought the fish came off. And, you know, the only thing I could do with eight pound test was just kind of like raise the rod with, you know, with the, with the bail open, just hold the line and raise the rod and yeah. just try to pull it up over, over the grass. And, you know, luckily somehow I, I don't know how, but it didn't break the line and it didn't bend the hook. And, you know, Josh was able to land that one for me. Um, That's <laughs> that was a really good time. Definitely. I can't believe, I can't believe it ate a net rig. That's crazy. I've never had a carp eat uh, artificial bait. I mean, that just that's that's mind blowing. But that is that is huge. And like, yeah, I mean, what, what, I'm curious. What was the line? The eight pound test. Do you remember what kind of line it was? Because that speaks heavily to that that brand line. Honestly, it's a brand that you know either people overlook it or they just don't think about it. But it yeah. was actually uh, Yozuri. It was Yozuri. Really? Line. That speaks highly, man. I, <laughs> yep. Yozuri line is a line that Josh and I swear by. Um, Yozuri line is, you know, it's a really inexpensive line that yeah. nobody talks about. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I've, I've caught my share of giant fish with that line and I've never had an issue with it. So, um, you know, it's definitely, definitely, it's a good time. Yeah. To say the least, we were both pretty beat after, you know, 45 minutes of trying to fight that fish. Oh, so oh, that was a good time. And then to go back to your question, you know, probably the moment I was least proud of was <laughs> my buddy, my buddy and I were fishing, you know, this was a long time ago. I was still in, I was still in high school when this happened, but a buddy of mine, we were fishing a farm pond. Um, you know, when we asked permission to fish this farm, farm pond, the guy told us, you know, catch all the bass and, you know, catfish and put them back, but you can keep as many bluegill as you want. And we caught so many bass out of that pond, but mm -hmm. we never could catch a catfish and we tried everything. And so one day, you know, is November, like really cold raining. And my buddy and I were like, Hey, let's just go take this paddle boat out there and see what happens. And it was just a stupid decision. The water's probably 40 degrees. 
And my buddy flips a nightcrawler on a bobber right, right, you know, right at the bank. And the bobber goes under. And you know, it was. And he's just using a spinning rod. And like 35 minutes later, he lands it. But, you know, we're on this paddle boat and this paddle boat's getting dragged around for, I, I mean, seriously, like 30 to 40 minutes nonstop. We're getting dragged around the pond. And uh, luckily, we had a net with us. Usually, you know, we, we never really did have one, you know, we just, we would land them, at, but luckily this time we did. So anyways, he's using a spinning rod and it stripped every bearing in his reel. Oh, I mean, you could just hear bearings bust. <laughs> it was not in for this fish. And so, um, so we, he, you know, he goes to land the fish and we start to head back to the dock so that uh, we could get out and weigh the fish. Um, it's a giant catfish. Uh, so we go over there to the dock and he lands it. We try to weigh it. And, you know, I'm holding on to the dock with one hand and I'm standing up in the pedal boat <laughs> and my mom drives by, you know, she drives by the pond. When she does, she honks the horn. When she honks the horn, I let go of the dock with my one hand and I wave. And as soon as I wave, my whole upper body proceeds to fall, you know, into this 40 degree water <laughs> and it's oh, raining no. outside. It's late november <laughs> she just sees me fall face first into this pond and uh it was definitely cold so that was probably the end of a, a, a not you know a less than stellar fishing experiences you know right right from there uh we we went home um <laughs> you know you can't really yeah. be out there when half your body's covered you know it's raining 30 degrees outside oh not not a, not a good time <laughs> so I mean, it was a 27 pound catfish, so that was fun. We got that's no joke. Concrete, yeah. 45 yeah. minutes. So, damn, that's that's a huge freaking cat, and that is that that you know I I rolled my kayak into like 80 degree water this summer, and the shock the when it when it happened because I wasn't expecting to fall in. It's not like I was testing it out uh, that I tell people, and. Uh, <laughs> When I hit the water, the the shock of like, oh, I'm in the water. Holy shit. I can only imagine what it's like when the water is half that temperature to 40 degree water. That's got to be jarring as hell. <laughs> Unbelievable. It was man. it was pretty bad. And, you know, back then I was that's when I was, you know, I was still in school. So yep. I was less than smart. Um, I wasn't even wearing a coat. I was just wearing a T-shirt. So yeah, of it made course. it that much worse. Damn. Oh, that sucks, man. Uh, Jason, that about wraps up our uh, our interview here. Why don't you do me a favor? Go ahead and uh, and tell people about uh, about Dark Horse Tackle. Tell them about uh, where they can find you and Dark Horse on any kind of social media. If they have anything special coming up that you want to mention, this is a great opportunity to go ahead and do that now. So you can find Dark Horse Tackle on Instagram is where we're you know we're the most uh, known um, at Dark Horse Tackle on Instagram. Uh, we're a small business subscription, you know, that we, we pride ourselves on being able to, um, you know, introduce you to bait brands that you may have never heard of, but you know, they're, you know, they're stellar, stellar brands that, you know, are made by small businesses. Most of them are made in basements, um, hand poured, hand painted, mm -hmm. um, American made small batch custom lures. You know, there's only so many times that you can throw, the same exact colored crankbait in front of a fish before they're going to stop eating it. So, you know, with us, you know that you're receiving custom lures every month delivered straight to your doorstep. You can find me on Instagram at jdubfishing. Um, I'm pretty 
you know, I'm, I'm, I'm on there, you know, pretty often. Mm-hmm. Uh, I try to get back to everybody that reaches out and messages me. I pride myself on, you know, being a giant, a, a giant, um, communist. Uh, I, I love the community aspect of Instagram and I kind of just, I kind of just want to connect. So if you want to reach out, uh, please do that. So what we're really excited about right now with Dark Horse Tackle is, you know, our ever-growing pro staff team. Uh, if you want to join a pro staff and you want to join a community, you know, that demands excellence and you want better baits in your box um, than, you know, generic uh, store-bought baits, uh, you can reach out to us. Subscribe um, through our website at www.darkhorsetackle.com. Um, we really try to add pro staff, you know, daily, uh, weekly. So if you're looking to join a community of anglers that you know they want they want the best of the best uh, that's that's where you'll find us. So um, we're really excited about you know this new box design that uh, a lot of folks reached out to us about and you know they commented and voted on this new box design that uh, we're we're really going to get this out. Um, we're hoping uh, for our October boxes. So, oh, cool. you know, within a couple of weeks, uh, we're, re- we're expecting delivery of those. So uh, we're really excited about that. Um, we're really excited because we've got a um, we're, we're actually working with a small business right now to um, have Dark Horse Tackle exclusive colors of like uh, some jerk baits and some crank baits. So oh, that's, that's something awesome. that I've been working really hard on right now. Yep. Um, Super excited about that. Yeah, people love Bobby, exclusive uh, stuff. Just super excited for the experience. Yeah. That's huge, man. That is huge. Well, Jason, this was really, really, really great. Uh, we're looking forward to uh, Dark Horse Tackle really like blowing up and, and, and getting out there and, and, and putting some some of these smaller, more craft boutique bait makers kind of on the map. So get a little bit of exposure. Check it out. If you're uh, one of those anglers that likes to try out different stuff and would like to sample some of these more custom baits, some of these more craft, domestically made and produced baits, you should definitely check out Dark Horse Tackle. Com. Find out the uh, the package that works good for you, and uh, I believe I believe Jason, you guys have like a, like a sampler pack set up. Could you tell us a little bit about about that? So our low rate starts off at seven dollars a month, and that is actually called our uh, dabble pack. So in our dabble pack, every month you'll receive you know one to three baits. Um, it, it all depends uh, on which you know baits will be included in our uh, weekend warrior box every month. Uh, but you'll receive one to three baits in the dabbler pack every month. Um, it's just it's seven dollars to start out, um, really affordable. Um, if you're just looking to you know maybe get get outside of your comfort zone a little bit, but you don't want to invest too much, um, that's that's really a great place to start. Um, so you can find that too at our website at darkhorsetackle.com. That's awesome. And even if you're already subscribed to another one of those, this is a great add on, you know, even if you just add on that dabble pack to what you're doing, you're going to get that much more diversity in what you're receiving for your baits. And then, uh, if you find out that you love it, just graduate to the, to the, to the full box, which is equally as affordable. I mean, it's fantastic. Uh, anyway, thanks so much, Jason. This was really, really great, man. Uh, good luck out there with what you guys are doing i i'm sure you're gonna kill it uh you got a great great idea in mind and i definitely see uh, a lot of people being interested in this for sure so uh thanks again we'll 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 talk to you next time all right buddy hey bobby yeah i I wanted to take a second to really thank you for having me on your podcast it it means a lot um i really appreciate it oh it's been really the opportunity oh i'm glad to have you on and I'm, i'm definitely i'm you know i love what you guys are doing and uh hopefully we can work on some other stuff in the future too we'll see what's going on sounds good bud awesome i'll talk to you later all right take care buddy have a good one
What did I tell you, folks? Amazing, amazing show. Uh, we're really looking forward to some great stuff. Big shout out to uh, both Jason, our guest from Dark Horse Tackle, and also from, for Phyllis, Phyllis Rowe from Women of the Outdoors USA. Uh, remember, they're doing their women's fishing meetup that's happening this weekend. Check it out. Woto USA. That's W-O-T-O-U-S-A dot org. Check it out and, uh, and, and you know, get out there and fish. It's going to be some good stuff. Want to take a, a moment to thank all of our listeners. This all could not have been done without you. Uh, also want to give a big shout out to everybody who's joined our, our Patreon. Thank you very much. I know it's been slow building some content over there. It's just because we don't want to just throw things up willy nilly. We want to make sure things are done nice and right. So with all that said, I mentioned earlier that we have some stuff coming up this winter. Uh, I do want to throw out there that we've been toying around with trying to do some live streaming. Uh, some of you have have possibly seen over there. I know there have been, been some views over the Jigs and Bigs Facebook page. We did a test with a software package. We've been playing around to kind of do some live stream stuff so we can do all this stuff remote. And really what we want to do is take the podcast sort of to the next step. This podcast is a mainstay now. Uh, we've got a, a, a bunch of listeners and a, a bunch of you that are really highly engaging and have reached out to the show. And I can't thank you enough for that. But we got to keep this podcast growing and, uh, and, and changing up what it is that we're doing. So we're going to keep the podcast format the way that it is uh, and just keep you know creating this content here for you you guys to check out but we also kind of want to extend a little bit further because one of the things that's happened as we we started this process of uh, creating podcast this long form fishing content one of the things that's happened is we've made uh what's what I, I some have referred to and i think it's spot on we've kind of grown a little family of amazing anglers and uh, creators from all different stripes. And especially, you know, with the ones that we've we've discovered that are local, we've gotten out to be able to fish with and things like that. You know, we've really kind of created this bond that's really, really fantastic. The, the whole purpose of all this that I'm getting at is we want to continue to grow the podcast and live streaming some uh, additional content would be fantastic and a great way to keep people entertained. So the plan as we get a little bit closer is this. Yes, there is a Jigs and Bigs YouTube channel. Uh, no, you will not see Bobby Rose Beef doing uh, MTB box slams or anything on that channel. But what you will see there are some uh, some some previously you know recorded um you know that have live streamed before uh some some show elements there as follow-ups and roundtables that have more of a specific direction not just a general fishing show so one of the things that we're working on there is a roundtable of folks to talk about uh fishing in the cold we had thrown out a uh sort of a call to action for some of our listeners to send us some info about cold weather gear specifically for when you're kayaking uh that's the primary focus here we want to know what people have been using that's been working for them you know the goal is obviously to stay warm and uh and and comfortable but also something that's going to keep you warm and comfortable but not put you at risk should something happen to you on the water and you go over so we want to be safe but be be kept warm of course so we're, we want to have a conversation about cold weather we want to have a conversation about fishing on the ice if you're in an area that ice is over you know uh what's the the safest way to do that how have you been uh, approaching your ice fishing 
thing. There's a few different schools of thought, I guess, you know, as I, the more I talk to people as to, to the way it goes. Uh, and I also want to talk a little bit about uh, some other elements of fishing, too. And I think that doing so in the winter is the perfect opportunity, too. And I'm specifically talking about fishing with your kids. Uh, fishing with kids is a hugely rewarding um outing uh you can do a lot but there's definitely a right way and a and and a, and, a, and a not so right way to go about it and it can be frustrating as parents you know it really can and as anglers uh so the idea is that we want to allow uh folks to jump in and share some ideas so we're going to be doing some, some a bunch of different roundtables and those are just a few and those will be available they will stream live on our facebook feed and after they are, uh, after they're done, they will stay on our Facebook channel, so you'll be able to go back and see these there. But also on our YouTube channel. So if you want to go ahead and you know plan it out, we we set a time where we're going and doing a live. You know, you want to go ahead and make sure you see this happen. The beauty about doing this live is that you get to be part of the conversation. And the beauty about doing two different platforms is that you can leave a comment during the live, and we can bring that comment right into the experience live and bring you right in so you can engage if we bring up a topic and you have a further question about that or you want us to uh, sort of elaborate a little bit more or expand on something you can go ahead and request that we can bring you directly into the conversation so it's just an idea that we're throwing out there we're really close to sort of making it happen uh, I'm not one of these these uh, these guys that wants to put anything out there that that isn't uh, up to a specific standard necessarily but you gotta you gotta jump at some point or another and I think think I think we're pretty close so if you have any suggestions or uh, you know criticisms anything like that and you would like to you know let us know your opinion uh, there's a handful of ways you can do that first off and a bunch have already done so go ahead and leave us a review over at uh, Apple Podcasts or, or wherever you're you're getting your podcast content a lot of us have there have been a lot of reviews actually a lot of ratings over at uh, at the Apple Podcast platform specifically it's the biggest platform people have been using at least as as far as our show goes and I want to say thank you for all of that uh, there's been a lot that's come out of that and I appreciate the fact that you folks are taking the time to go back and and give a little bit of insight about your experience with this podcast it means a whole lot it really does uh, the other thing is this if you want a more direct approach you can just go to jigsandbigs.com and through the contact page there just send us a message right there super easy or if you just want to email directly you can do that too jigsandbigs413 at gmail.com that is the email address to contact the show directly. So if you've got a suggestion for a roundtable, you'd like to kind of see us cover specific topics, something around those lines, along those lines, definitely, definitely interested in doing so. So want to say, uh, you know, get on that, guys. As always, uh, we have just wrapped up another giveaway. We did align with big fishing giveaways once again. Man, thank you to everybody who who entered. Our uh, our following has grown. We're over. We're almost at six k right now, which is mind-boggling to me i cannot believe that that's the situation i i'm blown away that we're actually at that point but i do want to take a moment to uh shout out we have a winner uh it's casa fishing casa fishing is the winner of our giveaway on instagram with big fish giveaways very very exciting casa fishing that's cj house uh, is uh, great, great job. You got yourself one amazing reel, man. It's a Shimano Metanium MGL. It's a $400 reel. I mean, it's a beautiful, beautiful prize. Uh, 
But with that said, we will be shifting gears with our giveaways very, very soon. See, I've had a conversation with Joe over at Old Glory Outdoors. And uh, Old Glory Outdoors, by the way, if you're local and you go in and, and you want to use that Jigs and Bigs promo code, just tell them. You want to use the Jigs and Bigs promo code. They'll honor it in person, too. You don't have to just make your orders online. So uh, go on over there and check it out, and uh, they will take care of it. You can just tell them. Say, oh, I'm a Jigs and Bigs listener, and they'll they'll hook you up. But Old Glory Outdoors uh, and I have, have had a conversation about hooking up with a, a regular ongoing giveaway. So maybe every month we go ahead and we do a full giveaway. People can enter and get their stuff all together, which I think is really going to be great. I, we want people to uh, sign up and, and uh, create and, and, and sort of get all this, this you know, and, and win, really. That's what we want. We want people to enter and we want people to win. But we're going to be changing things up. The goal here isn't to just give away one item. Nope, we got something else in mind. Sure, one of those items might be a relatively big ticket item, but we want to also diversify what we're giving out there and throw in some baits and throw in some apparel and things like that. So all of the great companies that we have been working with in the, I would say the past like three or four months, we're going to grow even further with and start throwing items from some of those companies in there as well. And uh, kind of, kind of make this an even bigger and better uh, sort of prize to win. In fact, there is a little something that involves very custom items from Jigs and Bigs directly that uh, what we had kind of hoped to launch in one way, but uh, it does not seem like that launch is going to happen per se. So we might retool that and include some of that as far as giveaways right here. That might be the way to do it. So you get some very, very, very exclusive custom stuff. And uh, we're not talking t-shirts and stuff from us. This is great stuff you're going to want. Anyway, folks, thanks so much for being amazing, getting out there and fishing. Just want to give another shout out for Chronic Trips. It starts on this Thursday, the 1st of October. Get out there and fish. It is going to be so much fun. I love fishing in the fall. The weather is just wonderful. I love it when it gets a little bit cool. And it's just, it's beautiful to be out there. Everybody knows autumn in New England is, it cannot be beat. Uh, And fishing in that environment is fantastic. And they get fired up. I'm just waiting for them to get fired up at my local pond. Come on, folks. Let's do it. Guys, uh, all you got to do to enter Chronic Trips uh, Elevated Virtual Fishing Tour uh, Tournament is simply download the Fish Donkey app. Do a search for Chronic Trips. You'll see the tournament info right there. You can purchase right in there. And if you're a sponsor and you're listening to this and you're, you know, you should know that now we've got two different tiers of entry. We've got the competitors, your average, you know, individual that's a non-sponsored or non-partnered competitor. But then we also have the sponsors and partners who are working, organizing this. We're going to compete against each other, which I think is going to be pretty fantastic. Folks, go ahead and check out the Chronic Trips Elevated Virtual Fishing Tournament. It's coming up this month, all month long, and you can join it anytime and jump right on in there. Want to give a big shout out to everybody uh, that's been listening. You guys are the absolute greatest. Behalf of uh, Sean the Fisherman, uh, the Hooks and Hoodlums fam, the Old Glory Outdoors fam, and uh, Stretching Lines Tackle, and me, Bobby Roast Beef, I want to say thank you guys so much for listening. Have a great one. We'll see you guys in seven days in tight lines.